0: The Truck and Driver Podcast is sponsored by Snap Account, the all-in-one payment solution for truck parking, washing, tolls and more. Hello and welcome back to the Truck and Driver Podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin and I'm delighted to be joined again today by Matt Ireland. Matt... How's it going?
1: Not so bad, mate. How are you?
0: I'm very well thanks. Um I'm enjoying the very first little bits of spring that we've encountered in Scotland really. It's been sunny today. I've I've been out in the road all week and I was on a photo shoot yesterday, so I had a bit of time for myself today and spent it. Um, repairing a Vectra that I loaned to somebody and I don't know if I <laughs> mentioned it in the podcast or not but I loaned it to uh, somebody who I thought I was doing a favour to and they promptly crashed it into a lamppost and ran away
1: <laughs> Brilliant!
0: <laughs> There's a long story to that but I've been fixing it on the drive and it, yeah it's it makes, a, it makes a, a hell of a difference to one's overall well-being uh, and happiness just for it to be light and sunny of an evening
1: Yes yeah, although it's not quite the same down here in Suffolk, um, and I've been scuba diving today for the first time since October. But every time we were sort of out on the surface, it, the sun had gone in, so um, it's quite quite fresh in between. But
0: um, oh, I can imagine. What were you scubaing for?
1: There's a quar- there's a quarry just outside of Peterborough called Guildenborough Water, and it's just it's mostly used for training and things like that. But they've sunk. Um, there's a double decker bus, uh, a single decker bus, some some old boats and cars and things like that that you can go and look at. But it used to be a brick right. brickworks, I believe. Right. Yeah. So they've
0: legit they've legitimately been sunk in the water. It hasn't been like oh, yeah. a group of teenagers who've gone and like shoved them all off a cliff.
1: No, they've intentionally been put in there um a long time Ooh. ago, I I dare say. Um so they're quite covered in muck and, and grime. And and funny enough with my my obviously latest obsession with geocaching, there is even one underwater there apparently, but I couldn't find it, and it's not been found for a good few years now, so I think it's gone, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah which is a shame, but it would have been nice to tick that yeah, off. No, you could do that because
0: yeah, I know that. Yeah, because I know with when quarries are finished up with, uh, the quarry companies have. I think they're under an obligation to go and put the. Um, the environment right again i believe Um, so yeah yeah because there's like there's one um on the road between falkirk and bathgate there's a quarry that if you you can see it off to the side and that's all like a big lake i guess now but it must be like super deep and things so that's quite interesting to see the the different things that they come up with to go and to do with the land post quarrying yeah because
1: there's another one it's at it's called Stony Cove, up just outside Stony Stanton in Leicestershire, and that's oh, yeah. um, that's just round the corner from where other contributor uh, Mr. Bootles lives. Oh yeah, and uh, that's um, that's another former quarry that closed a long time ago, and but it's still got like some of the old like winch boxes and things like that. They they just left in situ, and it's flooded, and um, so there are even features you can go and see. There's another one in Kent that's got seven 7.5 tonner in it, and I'm pretty sure. Gildy. Yeah, under <laughs> what? Underwater? underwater? Yeah, little Da 45. Yeah, underwater. In fact, I'm sure there's an FL6 in Gildy. I'm sure there is from from previous visits.
0: How random is this? There's loads of lorries sunk underwater in quarries for people to go and diving. find them while scuba diving.
1: Yes. Yeah. Although well, obviously, obviously the, the the best one in the world, which was unintentionally sunk, is obviously there's an obia with um, 104 trucks and trailers on in out in Cyprus. Uh, I've not a,
0: heard of that before, so there's... There's a Nobia. How many?
1: 104 trucks. There's a Yep, not, yeah. one, not one person died. Everybody got off. Now, I've been researching because I'm planning on writing a book on it because there isn't any books out there on the thing. I think there was six British trucks on there, of which I've managed to trace four or five. There's one chap. I don't know if he's passed away because it, it sunk in 1980, so it's been 40 years. Any driver who was on there would be at least 61 now, minimum, unless they were breaking the law. So, as we all know, the truck yeah. driving lifestyle isn't the healthiest pursuit, is it? However, um, there's a guy called Chris Taylor, and it actually made Truck Magazine in 81. Uh, there's some photos. Right, well, um, I can
0: find that with my gigantic yeah. archive of magazines in, now. In 1981, there's is newbie I've in, Zenobia, yeah. in, in us fact,
1: I'll even be able to tell you the date of it should you should you care. I I managed to find an old copy on eBay. Of course I care. This is interesting.
0: <laughs> this is and when you're talking when you're talking about British trucks here are you talking about British registered trucks Yes, yes I gonna, I wonder yep. if there's but well, I suppose if it's international haulage it's not incredibly likely that we would find uh, an ERF B series in there with its fiberglass cab. Uh, yeah, which now that would be that would be quite cool if it was like remarkably <laughs> intact. intact. <laughs> yeah, after now, all it, that time, <laughs> but there probably wouldn't be there probably won't be any because they weren't very popular uh, getting no. that far afield. But you
1: never you never know. So Hicks Transport, of South Wales, yep. uh, back in the day, they only had one Scania, one eleven. that's the only one they bought, and it was a bit. Troublesome. It wasn't the best truck they've ever had. Uh and that was lost on the Zenobia. Get that-
0: yep. out. Yep. Right. Oh well, what a shame. will yep. As long as the- <laughs> well, as long as as long as the insurance paid out, otherwise it could be pretty, you know, gotten <laughs>
1: Well, this this is quite this is quite an argument. Um there's a lot of conspiracy theories about why the ship sunk, because it wasn't it wasn't paid for those free free boats and uh, they weren't all maybe they weren't all paid for Tru- here we are if you find truck magazine from april
0: 1981 1981 you'll... i was all of yep. 1 year and 3 months old at that point
1: in, i i it was 2 months previous to me making my presence in this world april 81 so hence yeah. the
0: reason we are both dozed
1: off this afternoon prior
0: to doing this podcast. Yes,
1: absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's there's quite a few conspiracy theories with why it sank. Um, and not everybody got their money back because tr- there's a Swedish chap who was on board and he is still very bitter about it and he doesn't want to speak about it still. Um Despite my wow. best efforts, so there's uh, yeah, no, I, I've ch- uh, yeah. I've chatted to a Danish guy. It nearly bankrupted him, but he was very lucky mm. that his customer actually paid. He, his customer paid for the the delivery of the goods, even though they never made it. So on and so forth. Mm. Um, Switzerland. They lost six trucks on there. This uh, there's oh, the guys. Camion, they they
0: they here. Hey, now hold on a second there, because did they? Did they not used to run fodens?
1: Fridrici did, yes they did. And and probably,
0: probably yeah, probably pre the fiberglass. It was pre yeah, 4000 Friedrichi- days. I think that would be that would yeah. be random if one of them was It unknown. would
1: it, it really would now. <laughs> no, it, I think they lost Fridrici lost I think four, I think it's four Kenworth's and two Henschel's on there with their own Strange customised cab that they had that Fridrici had made, but the two of the Kenworths are actually in like an enclosed deck and they're quite well preserved as such. So there is photographs of them online, and, and because they're alley, there's no, so, there's not much life grown ah. on them either. Yeah, well, you're
0: honest, you're definitely onto something there, I think that's got an enormous amount of potential.
1: The only thing I'm lacking is a publisher because as soon as you mention a ferry sinking. They all think, oh no, 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 and you, you try and explain that nobody was hurt, yeah. nobody was injured, everyone got off, but they they just don't want to know. So I think I'm going to have to go the self publishing route. I reckon
0: maybe we could, if you if all ends mm. uh, don't go anywhere, there's maybe something that we, we could do on the truck and driver side of things with that. Perhaps, yeah. I don't yeah, that know. Could be, I've never, be, I've never actually, plan, I've never done not, one. Yeah, I did want to do one yeah. on convoy the movie because I was speaking to the yeah. chap who was Sam Peckinpah's biographer and I was going to go and meet him and we were going to arrange to do like a mm-hmm. special big chunky bookazine which was essentially basically a novel about the background but that got Corona right in the ass. Yeah, that's a show.
1: So, sure. oh, well, I, I would love, but yeah, we, we have, love
0: to. We have the potential to do things like that so, you know. Yeah, we, excellent. We can well, I, I would I'd also I'm love
1: gonna, I'd love to hear back from people as well to see if if there is an interest out there in truck driver land. If if a book was launched, because it fits in with the whole Middle East thing, which yeah. is really popular, yeah, um, well. you know. Have
0: I'm, you got any pictures? Have you got any pictures of it or any resources? Perhaps I could put it in the next issue of the magazine I'll, and go. What do you think about this?
1: I have got what? photos. Um, I've dived it myself, and I do want to go back and do some more. You've- You've have physically
0: been in the water there and been yes. like kind of yes, a, I've a swim physi- and
1: yep, I physically dived on it and, and into it. There's um yeah, uh it's amazing. It's just such an easy dive site to do as well. It's mm. just a kilometre a a kilometre from Larnaca and Cyprus. You just pop poodle out on the boat and when you stop over the top of it, I think the top of the side of the deck is at about fourteen metres. And the visibility is that good. You can see it from the surface. You can see the top of it. Oh, drop, wonderful. You,
0: I've only, drop, they're, I've they're, only they're, been to Cyprus once and I loved it. I thought it was a great yeah, place.
1: Yeah, I did. I, 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 I need to go back now as well, even more so. Um, mm-hmm. There is a couple of videos on my YouTube uh, of the, of what I did on this day, but they're, not, they're certainly not professional quality, I should say. Um, so I'll, I'll find is you a couple of links to that.
0: Yeah, send us a couple. Send us a couple of links just for listeners who've uh, maybe just picked this up for um, yeah. the first time. You'd you'd probably Not... better ex- explain your scuba diving and how you got into that to that sort of stuff.
1: So, I've always had an interest uh, underwater as such, and I've always been a big animal lover. And so, I watched a program when I was young on sharks of some description, and there was hammerhead sharks on there. And I've just always wanted to see them. Um, And I can't actually remember when I first heard about the Zenobia either, but I'd learned to dive 10 years ago or so, finally.
0: Um, Relatively
1: relatively recently. Relatively recently, yeah. yeah. And I just absolutely fell in love with it and just wanted to do more and more. And it's just sort of developed from there. And then when I first got out to the Zenobia, I was just absolutely blown away with with the whole thing and, and my my thoughts had been actually at the time because I was Trans Am was still you know the the world was still normal um, I was single at the time yeah. and I thought and I thought my plan is I'll tour when I finish touring go to Cyprus take people on the Zenobia get paid to do that with my knowledge of trucks and stuff like that and then go away again and tour and since I've met Sam uh that's not gonna happen now, um because, you know, I'm with her and we've got other thing other other things and projects, but it's there's always a possibility of of we could still do that, just go over there for a few months at a time, especially if I've got a book out, um, documenting it all. Because one of the biggest misconceptions with the Zenobia is that people believe it sank on its maiden voyage. That's as soon as you Google Zenobia, it will say it sunk on its maiden voyage, and that is completely and utterly false. It had done several trips, and even when you look into the timeline of it, leaving it was built in Malmo. It was originally sailing from Greece, from Piraeus, I think it was, to Tartus in Syria. Mm. It then got yeah. changed to Yugoslavia because of problems with the Greek ports, and it had done at least three crossings, I think it was, before it sank. And I've even spoken to a guy who's been on it successfully, and he's even... He even picked up a brochure on board and he scanned it and sent to me of the original brochure of of how it worked. Yeah, so it's been going pretty well.
0: Fascinating. (laughs) I wonder if with your your Swedish guy that didn't want to speak to you, I wonder if I could maybe get um, Dieter uh, to go and speak to him from Last Bill magazine in Denmark because... uh, Sometimes um, they're quite willing to go and speak to her. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it might be worth a try. I mean, uh, well, I've, I've, I've given her a job this of... week.
0: Uh, going off on a tangent. Yeah. Uh, have you see, have you seen? Well, I'm going off on a complete tangent. Have you seen the Lego Volvo?
1: No, I haven't.
0: There's a guy that works for Volvo uh, that's built a new shape FH out of Lego, and he's not done it like using any special equipment as such. It's just normal Lego, and it looks like an actual Volvo FH. Wow! So I was like, "That's awesome!" What That's incredible. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've passed it over to um, Diar, who works for Last Bill Magazine in Denmark, to yeah. go and speak to the chap in Sweden to do the write-up because it's interesting for them as well, and then she can just write it up for do mm. the story for um, truck and Driver as well. So if you're needing Absolutely. a bit of um, if you're needing a bit of Scandinavian assistance, um, she might be able to help you out. Uh, there might, might be worth um, a try.
1: You know, anything's worth a try. Going back to the Brits, there was a chap called Chris Taylor, and he he's the only oh. one I've not managed to find. Again, whether he's alive or not, I don't know. I believe somebody's told me he was Scottish, but I think that was wrong. But he was last known to be in Crowborough, in Sussex. Um, right. Had a company um, called I had, a co- co- mm. had a company called Taytran. Um, doing Middle East, and they lost yep. a Fiat. Thi- they lost a Fiat on board, um, but I believe that Karen. I then got told that I think they went into driver training or something like that. But I, I've I can't I can't find any leads on where yeah. they are if they're well, still alive we'll, or not.
0: We'll open it up to the trucking driver. Massive, you know. Yeah. We'll, for tries. Chris Taylor he had a Fiat truck.
1: yeah six one nine. I think it was Fiat. In fact. Mm. Once again, uh, if I if I go back into my, my research um, folder, well, it's curious. Uh, my,
0: my my mum has got really into um, tracing out the, the family history in the okay, last couple yeah. of years, and uh, one of my cousins, her husband, well, my cousin's best friend's husband is really into doing all this tracing people back, and he's managed right. to get her family tree. He's managed to get her family tree all the way back to the seventeen hundreds and Ireland. So he's done a hell of a job on that. I wonder if um he would have any tips on that or not, put a note for he, that as well. Does Because he, he, do. he was he was he's sourced people going back in our family that we had no clue existed and things. Uh, lots of different a few different names turned up that um, we didn't know about at all. So it's um quite um it's all done online, but it's it's it's, the information's out there. It's like just being able to find it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's a, that's the a trick with it. Sorry. So so Chris Chris Taylor lost a Fiat 170, and Chris, along with his father, Ken, ran Taytran Transport of Crobra. And it was the first and the only time they'd be using that route because they were using it instead of the Overland. And that's quoted from Truck Magazine.
0: Uh, oh, well that would but- put you off a tad
1: yeah. it would to be fair yeah so, um, so some of the crew were still there and we'd all piled into a rubber life raft when we eventually reached one of the lifeboats a Scotsman mentioned that I had smallpox I couldn't convince them that it was only chickenpox that I had and they wouldn't let me aboard <laughs> was smallpox
0: now- even a bloody thing in 1980 I'm pretty sure it had been eradicated long before
1: that Probably now I've I've spoken to that Scottish chap. He's been he's been very helpful, and um, I'm going to keep what he's given me close to my chest. So because um, I do know that there's a Hungarian chap who's also looking at doing a book. So any information that I've got, he might he would like as well, basically. So mm. <laughs> I've got to keep keep a few cards close to my chest, haven't I? Yeah,
0: but yeah, what, what I don't that want chap wants of, st- don't want anybody stealing your idea. No, exactly. Not when I've come this although, far. So. Uh, yeah, although it'd be fair if there's somebody who's dedicated enough to go to Cyprus to go and actually physically deep dive it to find a hundred and four lorries submerged in the ocean. Hey, yeah.
1: good Mind luck, you good this luck chap, to you. Uh, that's his job. He he's a he's a dive instructor in Cyprus, so he that's his wreck basically, but he's not got the transport mm. knowledge, like I have, and and knowing what companies yeah. did what and where and so on and so forth. So. Um, we we can kind of help each other out, but also we don't want to give each other too much information, if you see what I mean.
0: <laughs> oh, tense,
1: tense. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a,
0: there's, a movie, there's a movie in this. Who do, you, who do you reckon would would play in the movie? Jason Statham or something like that?
1: Play me? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it can't all <laughs> <as well> be... <laughs> I, I was going to say John Candy, but... <laughs> um, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. Uh yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go for Jason Statham, that'll do. Yeah, it's very very similar looking, yeah.
0: In the new magazine we have got, I don't know if you've seen it, but we have got a page on your um, doggy delivery exploits, yes. I, I haven't seen it so. yet, so... Um... Just to recap again, you have been, for the last, how it has it been, a good few months, you've been out... Driving all over Europe, picking up people's pets and dropping them off in a Mercedes Sprinter van.
1: Yes, oh, there we are. Yep, yeah. and e- and even a token truck photo at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did. We've got a couple, it's in. we've of- got a nice picture of the Finney Next Gen Scania, yeah. and we've got a version one Volvo FH12 with a round fuel tank on it as well. Fantastic and, truck. Uh, so yes, little update for us. So how's all that been going with the um? The dogs and the cats and the um, anything else more exotic, you know, snakes, zebras. Nothing,
1: nothing nothing yet for me personally. Um, I did ask the boss what some of the strangest things he'd done. I can't remember if we talked about this before or not, but he actually picked a duck up in Italy once to bring back. Just your, you know, like a a mallard duck to bring, of all things. Um, I went to Rome to collect a bulldog. And I went to Paris and picked up a golden retriever. Uh, I went to Sophia a couple of weeks ago, pick up two cats and bring back. I'm off to Frankfurt tomorrow uh, to collect on Tuesday, but I don't know what. But yeah, it's all been sort of fairly run of the mill in the in the, in, the, in the still, small, small lives. Still enjoying it. Yeah, I love it. I really do. It's just, it's great. Although, interestingly enough, I don't know if you. I'm sure you've seen, as of... Is it March or May next year? Vans between two and a half and three and a half tonne. They're going to have to... Operate
0: a licence.
1: Operator licence, digital taco, and, yeah, and and uh, be under the same regulations as, as a HGV.
0: They're not speed limited, though, are they?
1: I wouldn't have thought so, no.
0: No, so... No. Well, I suppose it would be... I mean, in Europe, obviously, in some of the countries, you can go 130 kilometres an hour. Yes. Which is... It makes a hell of a plenty. difference. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, that's plenty. And it is. And vans enough. Beyond that, in a van, you're really chewing through the diesel big time with yes. that with yeah, that exactly. sort of thing. Yeah, but that's that's something that's um, yes, that's a recent um, development which is only just starting to be publicised now, whereby larger vans are becoming into the scope of O licensing, and I'm um, kind of.
1: But, but it's only for international
0: transport, isn't it? It's only for international transport, yes. So if you're running I a mean,
1: UK-only uh, courier, you're still going to carry on as normal?
0: Yeah, all your DPDs and all these sort of guys can just keep on battering yeah. away at it. I do. I, I wonder what sort of effect that would have on the workday of somebody who's on parcels on a digital taco, Start, starts start, starts up. I know the tacos are much, much better now. But I wonder what the effect would be if you had to have a compulsory 45-minute break in the middle of the day. It would probably and, and ruin your
1: day, people. I would say. Um, yeah, these, yeah, that's... I, I think
0: you see the guys over here with the little vans, with a little um, coffin pod sleeper yep. above the top of the thing, and you you think, and they're not in tachographs, That you wonder what sort of miles and what sort of conditions those... Yeah, poor guys are running under because I bet that's pretty. It's going to be br- those guys... Brutal,
1: isn't it? It's going to be like, don't stop, yeah. keep going. Um, yeah, they'll be on hot shots and things. Yeah,
0: and be, yeah. Like as in like as in like an express time delivery and probably some sort of amphetamine.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I dare say. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm lucky in so much that I go to a hotel every night. Um, and it's down to me where I want to stay. I'm under no no pressure to do. Anything, I could do six hours and park up if, mm. if I so desired. Um, so it's, it's entirely up to me. I just I just look at the map and think, right, well, I'm not tired. I'll I'll go to here. So just book me a hotel around there. No, he'll book me a hotel, send me the confirmation, and that's yeah, it. I, that's
0: nice. It's, it's nice to have that flexibility.
1: Yeah, and it's to be honest, I haven't set an alarm to get up um, for weeks now. Absolutely weeks because I, I just I wake up naturally and then just start my day. I I I've not had to set it to get up to get on at any time. It's that's pretty, it's,
0: that's living all right. You must be. In, that, you must be in a good place physically and mentally if you can wake up
1: on an alarm clock. That's yeah. It's wonderful. That, so
0: it's something that something that I don't get is because I've I've been out. I've been I've been doing well. I've done um, each of the last three issues. I've been out for a full weeks driving. Yeah. Uh, in different trucks and I've been I've really enjoyed all of that as well it's just been grafting away in general um, haulage work but what I find is that I can wake up in the the cab of a truck when I'm sleeping I will wake up like naturally before my alarm will go off and Mm -hmm. I don't know why and I don't have a problem doing it I'm like ah shit I've got to set my alarm for half past four in the morning so I can get on the road for the back of five and get on with what I'm doing and I can manage it no problem. But if I'm staying at home and I was doing day shift every day, you would have to get like a crowbar to get me out of bed. I just, uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: There's some, there's some, a bit psychologically different for me whereby I can get up and get going. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, it's handy that you're at your place of work when you wake up. Yes, because <laughs> you're just like
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always sleep really well in a truck as well. of... of um. I mean, they're they're all just comfortable nowadays, aren't they? With plenty of space and um, yeah, I they're just... well
0: insulated as well. Yeah. Um you don't um, you don't really need the night heaters so much anymore as compared to a few years ago because mm-hmm. they just they retain the heat better. Yeah, um, and they they block a lot of the noise out better as well. And of course, with modern Euro sixes now they're that quiet when they start up as well. Yeah. Um. Even compared to like a Euro five, if you've got an older truck starts up beside you in a truck stop in the morning now. Yeah. Um. You could. You know. You'll hear. It can wake you up. But I'm. I've been surprised. Uh, recently, when I've woken up, pulled the curtains in the morning, and the truck stops half empty, and I'm like, oh wow, when did all they leave? Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> Mind you, I this. Was, uh, this I was just going to say on that note. This week, heading down to Rome, and it was dark. And without realising that I was overtaking an Iveco Turbo Star. Uh, wow! Yep, still working with a with a bulk tipper on, and he had triple side pipes on the side, and it just oh. it sounded glorious. It was just wonderful. And uh, I I stopped to try and get some food, uh, and then I got back on the motorway and got going again. And I caught him back up, and I just slowed down. Window down and just heard this ba 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 ba. It was just <laughs> fan It was just so nice to hear, you know. I just haven't you? Just don't hear it nowadays, do you? Anywhere? It was lovely.
0: No, there's nothing. that makes much of a much of a noise. That, that big Scania seven seventy that I had last month, you could hear like a kind of muted rumble off it mm-hmm. under the cab. E- even when it was like stonking up Stainmore in tenth gear on the limiter, it's still like a muted. Sort of noise, it doesn't seem to be possible, but I mean, again, it comes down to environment. Um, yeah, your Euro emissions, what am I trying to say? And all that. Uh, well, it comes down to the emissions, but also being like responsible, like noise wise. Yes. Like, people don't want to hear noisy trucks apart from. Us and yeah. school kids, you <laughs> Yeah, know. that's right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. Yeah, you're, fun you're people. The, <laughs> yeah, your man and woman in the street don't want to hear things going... Whoa! Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> especially past their window at four in the morning. <laughs> it's something that we've kind of
0: just lost in the name of progress. But did you see yeah. this week as well that Volvo have announced a range of electric trucks? Did you see that?
1: No, I haven't, to be fair.
0: Well, it's a phone. They just look, it's the FM and it's the FH, yeah. And they look exactly the same as a normal truck. Mm-hmm. Which I think which I think is going to be important. Because I think, you saw the Tesla lorry and it just looks like a, a melted welly boot. Yeah. It's <laughs> a bizarre looking thing. And I think when electric trucks come in, they're just going to look like normal trucks. Because it's incredibly expensive to go and build and tool up for a cab and make the dash and the seats and the bunk and everything like that. Yeah. That it makes perfect sense to just use the same bloody cabs on the other yes yeah vehicles as well so i think what um, what
1: they will need to put on them in my humble opinion is something that makes a noise so pedestrians are aware that they're, because electric cars just sneak up on you like you've got no idea they're there and i think it can be Potentially dangerous.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly could be. Uh, if you've got something like that rolling around, I wonder what you can do in terms of noise for that. Because you can't physically fit a set of speakers to the outside of it to make it
1: no.
0: make a bit of noise.
1: No, it's, I don't. It's... I mean,
0: you, you obviously got a bit of tire noise and things, but you won't hear the thing going up gears because it doesn't have gears because no. it's an electric motor. And just All
1: right, I... that's
0: something that they're going to have to. That's something that they're going to have to address.
1: Mm. Did I tell you I drove a, an electric hybrid truck? When they launched the FH4, do I ever tell you that?
0: Uh, I don't recall no. that story. No. When when they,
1: they when they got launched in twenty thirteen, we I was in Amsterdam and Mark Farah from MDF was was out there for the launch and he asked if I'd like to go with him. So of course I said yes. So we went along and, and there was all these brand new FH4s that you could test drive. So I I tried a an eight before. Seven fifty heavy haulage tractor unit, a, a six x two, seven fifty that I thought was empty, but it was actually grossing fifty ton with some concrete in the back. It just, <laughs> it just pulled like like an you know an empty daff. And they also had a seventeen tonner that would have been like the FL or FE or whatever it is, but that was mm-hmm. a, an electric like hybrid one. So you set off, you set off, and it was electric up till about. 50 kilometres an hour I think it was and then the then the diesel engine would cut in it was really it was strange you, something that's not signed. really
0: come online yet has it really hybrid no, no. trucks so much because you you would think a hybrid would work well for a tractor unit mm-hmm. um, whereby it would be able to just go and run diesel on a long haul and then kick in whether it's electric when it gets into the it,
1: in, into the more urban environment so yeah, I wouldn't yeah so I mean yeah I mean this was Eight years ago now, so you would have thought it would have been sort of become more popular, but clearly, clearly not yet. I think, I think we'll see enormous
0: leaps forward in the coming decade. All this stuff is to get the batteries sort of yeah. sorted out and things. But I also think that diesel isn't going anywhere either. We're still going to have diesel trucks for long haul um, operations, nobody's going to be. Taking the, taking them away from us and everyone. No, you know, that's a.
1: Although the amount of natural gas powered trucks I've noticed lately, uh, especially like the new Iveco Sways and a lot of new uh, the new gen or next gen Scania's uh, th- that mm. have got natural gas tanks rather than diesel, I'm quite surprised at. So I, I don't know how easy in, it- in Europe. Cause, yeah. Well,
0: in certain in certain markets in Europe, they're enormously. Uh, popular with some of the big fleets like the Netherlands are big on it, Germany's big on it, Mm. Um, and of course they run 4x2s there so the fact you can run gigantic tanks helps a lot in the the UK we are hampered somewhat by the requirement that you've got to have a 6x2 and I don't get, well Volvo did it Volvo put the mini midlift wheels on it Iveco went and built the Stralis with the LNG gas tanks with full size midlifts on them which made the tanks a bit too small,
1: Yeah, which wasn't
0: ideal but it's all a bit, gas is it's a bit of a controversial subject up in Scotland at the moment because there are no gas stations Rec, who are like the biggest name in town with uh, gas supply went and bought um, a load of kit from the gas supplier who quite abruptly removed themselves from the LNG market. Right. So if you've got a gas truck in Scotland, you can't put gas in it at the moment. Ah. I drove gas trucks a lot. That I put fifty thousand kilometres on an LNG Stralis in twenty eighteen before I got this job and trucking driver. And things have gone backwards a bit, so it's gonna kind of chicken-and-egg scenario. with, mm. um, They're going to have to get the infrastructure improved up in Scotland so people can go and buy uh, more gas trucks because they can run on renewable... It's like fully renewable biogas, like from food waste and things. The right. supermarkets go yes. and get it, and they get all the food in. What, what is it called? Uh, it's not biomass. It's so, uh, um, um, uh, something.
1: Uh, oh, wow. Um... <laughs>
0: It turns out, they get the gas from the food and they can turn it into LNG, which is completely renewable. Yes. Um, yeah. I can't, I, I, the, know the word, I can't trucks, think of the word. Yeah, the word's are on the tip of my tongue. I yeah, think. I can't think uh, of it. That, those trucks are really, they behave just like a diesel truck. Yeah. Um, albeit they are even quieter. And yeah. the Iveco and the Scania work on spark ignition, so they've got spark plugs in them. Right. The Volvo works on compression, ignition so it's got a bit more a a bit more grunt but it's also using diesel a tiny amount of diesel
1: right and a
0: tiny and a tiny amount of ad blue yeah so it's a really complicated bit of kit right but it's it's a bit of a step into the unknown but somebody's got somebody's got to do it at some point um yeah because there's no like residual there's no residual values would you buy a five year old gas truck if you could get a, a hold of one you know
1: yeah yeah, that's true. And that's not a question for us
0: to worry about. It's one for the one for the operators and things.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, what's your you're off to Frankfurt tomorrow?
1: Off to flat. Yeah, I've got a collect. Of, well, I've now got to do a quick collection out of Twickenham. I think it is to take to the farm, and then swap vans because the van I use is he, the, the boss has used over the weekend because it's a lot bigger for shuttling stuff between his place in Bridgend and London for the for the crates that they manufacture as well so I've just bought a little Vito home, um, so I'll go and swap vans and ship out on P&O Monday afternoon and head head down towards Frankfurt and then um, I don't know what will be the rest of the week I don't know where the importers. I'll have to go down to Dover and clear customs when I come back in, which shouldn't it should be half an hour or so, something like that. And then, um, uh-huh. what's
0: and it up- like out? In the, what's it like out in the continent and all the different countries in terms of what's open and closed at the moment? Because it's a little bit different between Scotland and out, there's more stuff closed in Scotland and restricted than there is in England at the moment. And from what I can gather. It's very different if you're in the Netherlands and then you skip across the border into Germany. Things are much more locked down there. It's, Have you found that in the various countries and things?
1: Yeah, and it all de- it all depends what area you're in. Last time I was in Frankfurt, they're currently under a bit more of a stringent lockdown. There's a curfew from 9pm till 5am, unless you've got exceptional reason to be outside. Uh, as i <laughs> I just noticed the sign on the lift because I took.
0: No, t- that's, took the a, that's weird, doesn't it? You know why? Because coronavirus doesn't care after nine o'clock at night or something. Mm, well,
1: yeah, I I don't that's... get it really. Um, but whereas look, you go to Italy, Italy and Spain, you can sit in a restaurant and have food and a drink. Um, without you know, whereas like Germany, mm. Germany you can sit in some places, some you can't uh france still take away and i think holland is still take away i think it's been a little while since it's been to holland now um so it's it's it just varies an awful lot really um it's more often than not take take away only and um just yeah or or you have to take it to your room and sit in there and and have your food
0: and yeah. drink sort of thing. I can yeah. love with that. I'd, I'd take away then. Well, I'd, I'd, um, I was in it. I need to give a shout out to ADS Truck Parking in Stoke. Um, I went in. Uh, Andrew Sargent runs that uh, proper um, traditional old school truck stop, and they're they're um, they were good guys. I was fortunate to, to be passing them for the first time in nearly a year uh, there. So we went. I went in there, and I got a lovely cheeseburger with a salad on the side. And I even mm-hmm. treated myself to, I even treated myself to a can of Guinness, and it was quite, um, oh. it was quite. Uh, I know it's not proper Guinness, but I've not had a Guinness for years. I just saw it in the fridge, and I thought, that's making eyes at me. I'm going to have, I'm going to have that." Bit. <laughs> like sit, sitting on the benches, having a drink, having something to eat. Uh, there were a few different lorry drivers I was speaking to as well, and it was, it, it was um, so normal. But it wasn't normal because it's been so long. And mm-hmm. I, really enjoy- I really enjoyed that hour or so just sitting there and talking trucks. And because uh, a lot of chat about the Iveco S yeah. way that I've had this week as well, because I can't believe it. It's actually six months since I had the 570 uh, back really? in Portland Transports. Yeah, that was November last year. So that's just, you know, Good I'm glad that the time the time at least the time is moving quickly until we get back to some sort of normality but that was just the normal 460 mm. that i had this time but it looked the same as the 570 so yeah it's an eye-catching thing and i've not had out of all the demonstrator trucks i've ever had on the road the first one i got was 2015 i think i got a daft tipper um I've never had as big a reaction on the road from people waving, and I had, and also the amount of people that I knew that I saw as well. It was brilliant. What um, the truck was obviously easily recognisable from, dis- from some distance, from some distance, or you know, have you seen? I've have, have you seen any? With your Euro running, have you seen any nice S ways? Yeah. And have you seen are there, are there many of those Fords knocking about?
1: Funny, funny enough, I passed an an S way owned by Alkaline Transport, British registered one in France. Oh yeah, they did. Um, had,
0: they did one of the press releases. They had one of the very very first S ways in the country.
1: Yeah, that it looked really smart. <clears throat> it really did. Um, I've I've seen a couple without sun visors and they look they look like a daft looks without a sun visor they look really odd and not right. Oh no, that's
0: yeah it looks like yeah it looks like somebody shaved its eyebrows off.
1: Yes yeah it looks horrible. Yeah. Um but there's been been quite a few, especially being a, being to Italy uh, there's been quite a few very smart examples. And and that Ford F-Max there's just mm. heaps of them about. They are so popular. That's doing well um, is a I even, saw I saw one this yeah. week. Oh, that was that I've seen just, an awful, seen an one. awful <laughs> lot. Even an Italian registered one. So, even like the Western. Mar- I mean, mo- the vast majority yeah. are Turkish, I would say. Yeah. There's a well, lot A few, few Polish and Czech. And, but, yeah, um, yeah. I know that Ford like, are like planning to, a to.
0: Yeah, they're planning to move further into the West. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would like to see one as well. There are a couple of them registered in the UK, but I think they're like by racing teams. Sort of thing, so the like race car transporters. And
1: think, yeah, and I think. Mick Moody sold a so. couple, I
0: think. Yeah, Ford. have got one for the yeah, ally team, um, but I guess at the moment yeah. those they won't be racking up much in the way of um, mileages. But I don't. Somebody had asked me an ads during the week. Uh, they would said, "What do you think about the Ford? Do you think it would come here?" And I was like, "Not with Corona and things. They would have to tool it up to put a third axle on it." as well as mm-hmm. converting it to right-hand drive. And the truck as it stands at the moment, that Ford F-Max says one size fits all. It's a 4x2, there's one cab, there's one engine, that's it. Mm-hmm. So if you start yeah. messing about with trying to take it into the UK market, then it could be quite uh, fairly complicated for them. So I would love to see it. I would love to have like another manufacturer mm-hmm. in, the, in the UK market. Um, yeah. But I can't see... Oh, I can't even see it any times. Soon, really. I would love to be no. uh, to be wrong on that one. But
1: there's the the chap. Oh, I can't think of his name. He's from up Spalding Way because obviously Ash Redman knows him or knows of him. Oh, you've I, got him but... in there. Yeah, you've <laughs> sneaked it in there. You see, sneaked uh, it
0: in there. I aye. We're, we're getting up to <laughs> what minutes? We're up to forty five minutes. So I've got him in there. I haven't actually.
1: We've got his name in there, <laughs> but um, I. I parked up with him in Felixstowe a couple of times last year when I was doing some traction work, because yeah, he, he obviously does motorsport normally, and he was just doing some work for HZ Transport on the fridges, so I never actually got to look inside, I never got round to it, um, but I'd like to have a good look around one, and I'd love to have a driving one, just to see what they're like, because I think they're quite a good looking truck.
0: Yeah, I I kind of right. thought that it kind of looked like it to begin with. I thought it kind of looked like a Volvo FH um, as rendered on a PlayStation Two, but um, mm-hmm. they're not they're not bad looking. That it's impossible to get a bad truck in terms of like interior, exterior, interiors. The way things drive these days, it's just. You c- it's not possible to go and buy something like you could in the early 80s from Britain where the fan would come off and go through the radiator because somebody had forgotten to screw mm. it on properly you know it's, uh, yeah. you do get Friday afternoon you can get Friday afternoon trucks but you know there's nothing that's uh, bad at all out there, out there. You know, there's nothing. I went, I wouldn't, yeah. I kind of wonder what it would have been like back in the day if I was doing the same sort of thing. Um, because obviously truck magazines and media has changed a lot as well. And I wonder what it would have been like if I was like back in like their late eighties doing. 'Cause whenever I get the truck for a week I'm like on social media posting about it all the time and I wonder what it would have been like getting out and like taking my Polaroid pictures of it over the course of the week mm. of everywhere that I'd been and then writing up my diary yeah. of it back on a bloody typewriter. Sitting yeah typing, then it, post, typing then it like posting
1: typing and posting it off. Man. Yeah posting
0: it off somewhere. Ah yeah. oh, that's <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, none of this None of this email nonsense.
0: <laughs> no, well, I will tell you what, as well. Did you see that Renault had launched the Range T, the updated Range T on Euro Truck Simulator Two? Yes.
1: Mm. Yeah. Because
0: you, uh, you like You like your video yeah. games. You are you. You kind of more of a retro sort of guy, or have you got any kind of new equipment?
1: I, I am. Yeah, I've I've got nothing modern whatsoever. Um, no, Funny enough, I was talking no. to my dive buddy today because he's. He's quite into gaming and he was talking about stuff and I was just like well I, I the, the PlayStation I've got I think it's a free but I'm you couldn't quote me on it and I can't remember when I bought it. And that's a that's kind of the most well, modern one I've got but I've still yes. I still got a Commodore 64. Um I just need a TV to get to get it to work because you need an old tube CRT TV yeah. There's yeah, a thing so for I need to stuff find like that. One of them.
0: Uh, I wonder if someday because yeah. a CRT television is what is actually designed. That's what old video game systems are designed to work on, but obviously they've not yeah. been made for about twenty years now. Um, mm. And I wonder if anybody would come up and start remaking them in small numbers as time goes on, because that's where you get like the proper. You see the difference with a high quality CRT if you're playing old video games, because that's how it's supposed to look on a screen like yes. that. So, yeah. So I have actually in, got
1: a. a I've got a lead that will. It's like the the white, blue, uh, white, is it yellow, white, and red that goes in the. Yeah, back in a, telly. yeah,
0: the the three, yeah, the triple pin yeah, sort I'll, of thing. That's the best way to do it because you can just use I'll, the AV output, but that gives you like a shit bloody picture.
1: Yeah, so I've got one of them that would go into a flat screen, but I've and I've got an old, like fifteen year old flat screen telly, but that's still I still can't quite get the Commodore to tune into it, which is. Such a shame, because mm. I just want that disappointment of, of pressing play on the tape and waiting half an hour for it to load to then start playing for about 30 work. seconds and it crashing, and it crashes, yeah. <laughs> doesn't work, but Yeah. Do
0: you ever look, listen to, to the... the um, do you ever listen to the Retro Hour podcast? No. You don't? Oh.
1: No. If you like old video no.
0: games, you should definitely listen to that. it's but It's got like 200 and something episodes. And um, yeah. th- these guys are r- really into old video games and old systems but they also get amazing guests on from the world of video games, so they'll go and interview the guy that made Lotus Turbo Challenge and they'll go and interview the Oliver Brothers who made the Dizzy series and they'll interview people oh. who worked for Sega uh, and all that and it's yeah. that's that's one that would keep you occupied for a long time in the van I, I pick oh. it up every time I go out driving the lorries, it's it's um really good. It's um uh, yep the retro hour. You'll find that on various um, the, retro hour. Right. the retro hours, right?
1: The retro. It's not an
0: hour either. It's usually like you think that this podcast is, it runs over a bit sometimes, but the retro hours can be like a couple of hours at a time. But it is really good because they get like in depth interviews from people yeah uh, from the industry. But uh, that, if you like old video games, definitely check that one out. Um, but I was going back. to... I don't know if I mentioned it in the podcast, but I um. I'd gone and got, because Renault had launched Euro Truck Simulator 2, well, they launched the Range T on it. Um, I went and um, got my, because I needed to spend some of my self-employed money, I went and bought myself a gaming laptop yeah, which was quite expensive, and then I decided. Well, I've got. I've always wanted to play Forza Horizon with a steering wheel and pedals, so I went and bought that. And then I looked on eBay, and you can buy the actual Scania gear lever. Yeah. With a range <laughs> changing and splitter and screw it onto the top of the thing, so I've now got a fully operational manual gearbox um, to play Euro Truck Simulator on. Excellent. And it's uh, yeah. and you can force. Uh, you can make any truck a manual so even though trucks that aren't manuals anymore you can make them be themselves I was playing that a bit and I need to level up a bit more on it but after you've been driving a truck for real all week my kind of motivation to play it is not as high as it would be I'm back in the office again for the next three weeks anyway so I'll probably start picking it up during the week because I want to chip away because you need to level up right. to be able to buy certain trucks and right. I'm trying to get a Renault Magnum because the Renault Magnum's got the 16-speed box in it, which I really want. Um, (laughs) It's not not bad, actually. It's a good way of getting kids, um, and potentially also people who've never had any interest in trucks or the transport industry, to get them interested in trucks and get them into driving. Yeah. The downside to it is the gameplay is incredibly samey. You just drive from point a to point b you don't get involved with any of the shenanigans of real truck driving like you can't get out the truck like in grand theft auto and go and walk about like it's <laughs> well, like you like you, have love, got,
1: you can't do that I, you have to go and sit over there it gives you you've kids. got to walk you've got to walk to the site
0: ah, it'd be funny if you could like have to walk about the site to find wee jimmy yeah. He's a faultless driver to go here, Jimmy. Do you want to tip you? And it's like Jimmy has refused to tip you. You need to go and park outside. Yeah. And then you can't get like there'd be some... yeah. I would love to be an executive producer on it to give it like an extra sort of thing. You know, there should be a bladder level
1: on the screen as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wake up and find your curtains slashed and your load
0: stolen. Yeah. A... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. A bit more role playing elements to it and everything really like... Yeah. like that. Yeah. That's. That's actually my list of things to do. I wanted to go and email the people from Euro Truck Simulator. I go, look, let's go and do this sort of stuff because I wanted to run bent mode as well, <laughs> whereby, whereby you try and make your fortune. Yeah. You can, like there's like you can go and be an honourable, law-abiding sort of uh, guy, or you can also like try and run through the night and pull the fuse out and things. But uh, if you get caught, then you can get put in jail and all that.
1: And <laughs> I did see a, an article this week, funny enough. Um, a Turkish driver who got stopped in Germany who'd been driving seventeen hours non-stop, pretty much, um, or without a break. It said anyway. So um, yeah, without a
0: break, I was going to say uh, that's he must. He yeah. must have like some sort of catheter system. I, I was going to say he must have a, blad,
1: a bladder like a camel, surely, to, to go um, for that for that long. Yeah, how's he man- <laughs> how's he how's he
0: manage that? That would take some amount of um, skill to be able to go and like keep
1: going for that. That's, amount of time that's quite impressive isn't it yeah it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe impressive well, hiccups may, maybe impressive isn't quite the right word but um, <laughs> uh, yeah no impressive isn't the right word you know um, no
0: but you know, for, what, just you know, uh, you could you the guy stopped him at the side of the road. I'm not even angry. How did you do this? Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm amazed. <laughs> I'll sure, tell you what, though, surely you need the toilet by now. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what though, the gel if he was stopped in Germany they certainly wouldn't have had any sort of sense of humour about that no, at all.
1: No, definitely would have been in
0: a lot of trouble for that. I, you know? I
1: yes, I dare say uh, the fine will be mm. uh, quite large. <laughs> mm.
0: I think that'll do us for this episode. Thanks yep. very much for coming on again. I have got on my list of notes, I was gonna go and look into potential well, let us know how you got a your publishing thing and I'll look into a bookazine thing. I'm gonna go and look up your um Zenobia thing and we'll do it, we'll put something in the magazine about that, see if we can if anybody happens to know anything that was there at the time. And uh there was Chris Taylor as well. So I've ta- I've been organized here, I've taken a good set of notes from this podcast. Mm, yes. yeah definitely Chris Taylor yeah. as well, so that's alright and yeah the retro hour go and check that out I well. will do definitely so I'll be right up your street yeah absolutely fantastic alright well you have a good week and I shall catch up with you again in due course thanks
1: very much Matt yeah nice to speak to you Dougie and I'll speak to you soon cheers take no care bye bye cheers mate ta thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.